Hello, I'm Afia Salter, and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello, beautiful human being, and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be diving deep into all things delaying your manifestation and a bit of a different perspective on why that might actually be. This is also something that I see being talked about a lot in the online space, but I think in the conversations that people are having, there is a key piece missing, which I've yet to see people talk about. And I think once you understand this key piece, that it's really going to transform the relationship that you have with calling in the things that you desire and also with trusting yourself. But before we get into that, let's get into some life updates. And I actually can't remember whether I've shared this with you. So if you've heard me talking about this, forgive me, but I I would talk about it again anyway, because guess who passed her driving test? And um, it's not an understatement to say that it was like one of the happiest moments. One of the happiest moments, not even one of the happiest moments of the year. I think this was like one of the happiest moments of my life because I didn't learn to drive, you know, at the age where everyone's learning to drive, which is 16. In fact, I grew up in a really rural town in Scotland. So I know people that were driving cars at 13 because there was just no, there was no police. There was no regulations for that kind of stuff. But I wasn't learning to drive at that age. I had so much going on in my life with my mom being unwell. It just wasn't my priority. I also didn't have any of my own money to pay for driving lessons. I didn't have, I wasn't living with my family to pay for driving lessons. So it just was never really a priority for me at that age. And then I moved to university where I didn't need a car. I moved to Melbourne where I also didn't really need a car. But it's something that I've always wanted to know. Like I could just pack my bags and and fuck off one day if I wanted to. And so passing my driving test is really a big deal for me. And I've not felt like nerves like that in a really long time. Like I didn't know that I could feel that nervous. Like when we were in the test, my face was burning. Like my cheeks were burning. Like if I was white, I would probably like my face would have been red. (laughs) And my driving instructor was like, he was basically mindset coaching me. He's like, whenever you get to, he was like briefing me before we went on the test. And he was basically saying like, whenever you're at traffic light, do deep breaths at every traffic light. I'm like, (laughs) and it like just calm myself down, calm myself down. And I think also because my first driving test was such a negative experience, my driving instructor, (laughs) my driving instructor ghosted me after it for absolutely no reason. So it made me really anxious to go back to learning how to drive. But um, it was a really beautiful experience and I passed and I'm really excited to to drive places. I haven't actually driven by myself yet, but I have signed up for a car sharing membership. I don't really have priorities to buy a car just now just because like I don't massively need it. I wouldn't be driving all the time. It's just for like road trips and stuff. So I don't know, but (laughs) my previous driving instructor, the ghoster, uh, he did show me this website where you can buy personalized license plate. And obviously because I have such a unique name, Listen, I've never been the gal to get my name on a keyring. <laughs> so anytime something comes personalized for me, it's very exciting. 
And anyway, I was looking on this driving license site and to get my personalized license plate is only $400 to have like a Fiat on the license plate. So I was like, oh, I want a car just so I can have my own license plate. I don't think that's a good enough reason to buy a car. So to be to be decided. But you know, one thing that really came from this whole driving experience is that not everybody is meant to teach. And it's, it's interesting because as a driving instructor, you don't need teaching lessons. You just need to know how to be able to drive. And there's a real difference between teaching someone to drive and knowing how to drive. And so with the previous experiences that I had in the past, although they may have been skilled instructors, their teaching abilities left a lot to be desired. And honestly, it made me feel really good at my job because some of the ways that my previous drive instructor spoke to me, I was like, I would never, I would never talk to someone this way. And yeah, it just, it just really showed to me that just because you know something doesn't mean that you're qualified to teach it and it made me so happy that as a coach that i really dedicate time to learn how to be a better coach and a better teacher as well through getting certifications working with clients trialing out different things all to to serve my clients in a deeper way and i don't think everybody does that and so with my my last driving instructor who helped me to pass my test listen i won't lie when i showed up and i saw his tiny little pink car i was like this is scaring the fuck out of me. <laughs> it was like a really old car. The They don't have gears um, in cars in Australia. They have, I don't know what you call the thing where it goes from like neutral to park to reverse. I don't, I don't know what that is called. Anyway, I showed up to my first lesson with him and it was such a stark contrast from the previous cars that I'd been driving, past two cars that I'd been driving with. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and he could tell that I was like super anxious on my first lesson as well. And he was incredible. He really made me feel supported. Any mistakes I made, he didn't make me feel like it was like some horrible, terrible thing that I'd done. And it was his attitude to supporting me. The fact that I could tell that he genuinely cared whether I passed or not. And that he just made me feel like my experience mattered. And it had such an impact on, on the way that I drove, on the way that I felt going into that test and the way that I felt leaving that test. Even this like mistake that I had made on my driving test and at the end of it, we're like, why did I do that? He made me feel supported with the, with the mistake I made. And it just, it just makes such a difference to have someone who is fully in your corner. And it, and it really threw me back, threw back, threw back to coaching experiences because it's exactly the same. Like you're not going to have a positive coaching experience with someone who you don't feel has your best interests at heart or who don't, you don't feel wants to see you succeed. Like imagine working with someone and, and they're just shitting on all your dreams. It's just never going to happen. So it's, it's really important to to really feel supported having that support makes so much difference to the things that we manifest and when people talk about you know don't compare yourself to other people's journeys because you don't know how much support they're getting you don't know who they have behind the scenes or even with like parents and becoming a new parent and whether that person has the support of a partner whether they have the support of family who are going to help them with it support in your life makes so much difference to helping you achieve your goals And I don't think that we can downplay the importance of it. And as someone who is so used to like doing everything by myself and being hyper independent, which is partially a trauma response, it 
has taken some learning for me to let people support me and I'm so glad that I was vulnerable with this driving instructor I told him about like my past experiences and he validated my experience saying that that absolutely shouldn't have happened I shouldn't have been treated that way and that trust that we had between us it just counted for everything Anyway, that's my experience and, you know, I hope that you can take something from it too and if you are in the process of learning something and you don't feel supported by the person that is teaching you, then that's a conversation that is definitely worth having. Okay, now let's get back into the rest of the episode. When it comes to manifestation and the mindset work, if there's one thing I can't shut up about, it is the power of subconscious manifestation. In fact, so much so so that I have a free masterclass in the show notes called The Power of Subconscious Manifestation. And it really changed the game for me when I learned about the power of your subconscious mind and how it plays into essentially everything we do and more than just everything we do but 95% of the cognitive functions that we are operating in on a day-to-day basis that is to say running all of these processes and systems allow you to get through your life on a day-to-day basis all of these things are subconscious which I go a lot deeper into in the free masterclass anyway one of the things about your subconscious mind is that it has a job of keeping you safe and keeping you alive And so when you're struggling to manifest something, a question that I really want you to take the time to ask yourself is whether it actually feels safe for you to call that in. Because the chances are that the answer to that question is no. And not just a surface level no of, well, wait, I really want this thing. So of course it feels safe for me to manifest this into my life. But if you really truly check in with your body and how you're feeling and what this change could mean for you, does that feel safe? And in most cases, if you are finding that this is a recurring thing for you, you're either struggling to get clarity on changes you want to make in your life or you're struggling to get clarity on what action to take next, the reason why you are feeling that struggle is because the answer is a resounding no. And this is one of the ways that our nervous system works to protect us. It's one of the reasons why I loved something that um, one of my very first podcast guests, Paul Fishman, said, which is that self-sabotage is misguided self-love. And it's so true because we have these negative views of ourselves and of our behaviors and of our emotions. But the truth is that at a base level, at a core level, your subconscious mind is just out to protect you. So even if in some ways you are currently sabotaging yourself from the person that you know you're destined to be in the life that you know you're destined to live, there is a reason for it. And as there is a reason for it, it means that you are able to move beyond it. So your nervous system is really responsible for regulating your inner world. It's one of the reasons why when I wake up, meditation is something that I absolutely have to do because I know that if I don't do it first thing in the morning, my body does not feel regulated. Ooh, 11, 11. Um, My body does not feel regulated. I feel stressed. My mind is chaos. It's cluttered. I just can't really focus on anything as much as I'd like to protest to myself like, oh, we don't need to do meditation this morning. I know I absolutely do. And the reason for that is it just helps to calm my mind before launching into the day. It's scientifically proven to change the the chemical levels and the hormone levels in your body. 
and reduce cortisol, which is typically what spikes when we first wake up because we're thinking about all the things that we have to do, the people we have to apply to, emails that we have to open. And so your nervous system is in charge of all of that. And I like to simplify this even further by just thinking of your subconscious mind as a personal assistant in the background of your life. So everything your personal assistant is doing is to serve the, the conscious mind and to serve you as a person. And so thinking about this as a job role, the easiest thing for your personal assistant to do is to just continue carrying out the same tasks, same systems, same processes, same strategies, because your subconscious mind knows what works. If big bad conscious mind comes in and says, well, actually, it could be interesting to change my job or to do something different. That rings the alarm bells because you don't know what the results of that something different may be. It's also something that to bear in mind that maybe you do have an idea of what that might be. Your subconscious mind will also make up answers based on your previous experiences, regardless of how true your recollection of that experience is, right? You might have someone bump into you in the street and you're like, that person was so angry and they just shoved into me. Whereas that person may be thinking, oh my goodness, can't believe I just bumped into that person. I'm so scattered today. My head isn't even straight and feeling guilty about it, right? Two people can be in the same in inverted commas experience and also take away something completely different. Um, and it's just the case for your subconscious mind as well. You may not be accurately recollecting things that have happened. So when this happens, when you're in that state of feeling stuck and when it doesn't feel safe for your nervous system to get the answers, you are subconsciously more committed to staying stuck than you are getting to getting unstuck. Because being unstuck means something deeply personal. And recently I've been learning to drive and it's something that for years, years, years I've been saying that I wanted to do. And most people... I'm from the UK. Most people in Scotland learn to drive when they're around 16 years old. It's one of the very first things they want to do, learn how to drive, get a car. Because of my family life situation at that age, it just was not possible for me to learn how to drive with everything else going on. And then as I got older, I kind of didn't need to. I lived in a city, but it was always something that I said that I would like to do. And then <laughs> last year, um, I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard to learn to drive over here in Australia. You have to have this, you have to have this, you have to have this. All things that unbeknownst to me were things that I had just made up. No one had actually told me this. I had not done any research that actually indicated to me that I was going to have to go through all of these processes. And so one day I was having a conversation with my friend about, oh, I wish I could learn how to drive, wish I knew how to drive. Oh, but it's so hard. And she's like, oh, I've actually taken 10 lessons. I'm like, what? <laughs> you've taken 10 lessons because she's also from the UK and like oh well how did you get your license when you had to go through all these processes <laughs> and she said oh I just applied for it online I'm like you applied for it online this whole time all I had to do was just apply for it online it would have been extremely easy for me to find out this information but I created a story around it because I was partially committed to in fact fully committed to staying stuck because still to this day now that I've kind of like learned how to drive it is something that does still give me anxiety I think it's a huge responsibility like being on the road not only my responsibilities but also the responsibilities of other people and, and how much do I trust these other strangers on the road right it's a huge huge thing so actually because I had that fear and because it didn't feel safe for me to learn how to drive I just didn't do it and actually it was so easy so 
so often you may find yourself making these negative assumptions to avoid potential discomfort and that discomfort may or may not be real and the reality of the matter is that the majority of the time you are avoiding potential perceived discomfort perceived discomfort because you have no knowing of whether that discomfort will actually take place until you're in that moment until you're doing that thing but what your subconscious mind likes to do is just run with the story run wild with the story and we are excellent storytellers and that is what i had realized about my own experience with learning to drive and that's not to say now that i'm like oh it isn't anxiety inducing at all like I feel so anxiety-free when I'm on the road, which is not the case at all. I do still feel some anxiety, but the potential benefits outweigh the potential disadvantages, which is why I've made that choice to do it, which is one of the things that you'll want to begin exploring when you, you want to make a change is outweighing the disadvantages with your advantages. I have spent the past 10 weeks sober I spent 10 weeks sober this year and one of the things that kept me doing it was that the advantages of doing it outweighed the disadvantages and for all my friends they're like oh I'd like to take some time sober how have you done it what's your secret I find it so hard like when I'm in situations I just want to drink or when I party I just want to drink and the secret is that there is no secret it has purely been a matter of number one, challenging myself, but number two, weighing up those advantages against the disadvantages has has really been life-changing, not just for periods of sobriety, but in making many different decisions throughout life. You have to get into the habit of stacking the odds in your favor. So I mentioned that one of the reasons that your subconscious mind will negatively mind read situations and kind of make up what the outcomes are going to be is to avoid discomfort and to prevent you from doing something and one of those major points of contention of discomfort can be avoiding the discomfort of feeling worthless because what you do or do not create or change in your life ties to your self-worth if you try something new and you fail that means something about you If you try something and it succeeds, you're probably also making that mean something about you too and not necessarily something positive. I work with a lot of people who are not only afraid of failure but are afraid to succeed. When we make everything so deeply personal, we feel so much of it whether it is the truth of the situation. One of the major turning points in my journey that led me to where I am today is my previous business. I had a business in digital marketing. It is what I went to school for. By school, I mean university. Oh my goodness, Australia's changed me. Um, I did did an undergrad in media and a master's in digital marketing. And my whole university time, I was just like, yes, I love marketing. I want to work in digital marketing. This is for me. And so when I knew that I wanted to start a business, and I worked with a coach to help me actualize those dreams. It just seemed like a natural progression that that business for me would be in digital marketing. Pretty soon into it, I realized that this was actually not something I was passionate about. It was also something that I knew I wasn't passionate about after I finished my master's degree, but still I continued with this business. I continued going, 
because it I was making it mean something about me to to be successful at this I have to be successful at this I said that I'm going to do it I have to keep going I have to do it and something that hit me really hard was realizing that in all my plans for this business they were all exit strategies well in three years if I go down this path then I can go to this elevate it and then in five years time I'll leave the business I'll do this and then do this and then I'll leave the business I'll do this and then I can switch to this when I've had experience in this and then I'll leave the business and your dream life is not something that needs an exit strategy that was a stark realization for me and it was something that I had known for a time and the longer I stayed in the business, the more I felt trapped and stuck because I had just made it mean that I had my business, so I was successful. I'd gone out on my own, so I was successful. But in many aspects, I was not successful because I hated what I was doing. I was completely and utterly burnt out. I hardly had time to engage in the social life. And ultimately, I felt really shitty about myself. So I thought that all of those things, you know, just the shiny cover on the outside was what made me successful. But all of the things on the inside that were how I felt made me deeply, deeply unhappy, which is not success at all. So if you have been delaying your manifestation and you are coming to this realization right now, obviously you do want to identify whether it is something that you actually want or you've just been attributing so much of your worth into who you are to manifesting this into your reality. If you find and you feel like, I know this is for me, I feel that this is where I want to go, then it's time to move forward. And I want you to take a moment to consider what that could mean for you. Because on this journey, you'll find not only creating a safe environment where your nervous system isn't in overdrive or feeling overwhelmed by the potential work that is involved with, with creating this change, with creating your new reality. It also means recognizing the fact that you are a sum of all your learned behavior, stories, thoughts, and beliefs. And just as you have learned these, you can also choose to unlearn them. And these are not necessarily just childhood beliefs. It could be something that happened yesterday. You don't need to ruminate over why these beliefs exist. That's for a completely different episode. But instead, ask what next? Where am I choosing to go next? What am I going to do now that I have this knowledge, that I have this information? How am I going to create my future today? Because it's time. It's finally time. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous.